Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is the problem? You got all the questions? Why do listen to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is! Broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. All the arrogance and entitlement and elitism that people don't like. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I have something so interesting today. I'll be the judge of that. And one of the reasons I have to be excited about it is because I stayed up very late reading a very long time. Oh, boy. To be prepared for this, but it's very good. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Donald J. Trump, candidate for president by God, plus frequent Trump critic George Will, our guest later on. And uh, so Trump's uh, re uh, starting his reelection campaign. And one of the things I want to talk to George Will about, because he writes about this in his book, he's been talking about it for years, why are we talking about the president all the time? Right? Why does the country focus all their political grievances or hopes on one guy, or one elected official, 
In theory, a woman could be president. That's what I'm told. Um, Have you checked the Constitution on that? Anyway, that's one of the things we'll talk to George Will about later. I don't, see, here's what I'm so interested in, because I got sucked into this and I couldn't stop reading it last night. I don't know how many people have heard of, let alone read, the 7,500-word article. That is a long article, let me tell you. Mm. With the footnotes, it took me like 45 minutes to read last night. 7,500-word article that was published in Britain because no major publication would print it in the United States. Written by a man I've mentioned on this program many times over the years. Every Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, I mention, uh, among other authors, David Garrow, Pulitzer Prize-winning author of, uh, I think, Bearing the Cross is his book. But anyway, he's been writing about uh, MLK for years. And he, and I'll explain this later, because every bit of this story is interesting. How he came across this information is so interesting. And, And how it was hidden from us. Uh, was so interesting, but he laid out in such detail MLK's sex life, among other things, and uh, and and the way our own government was spying on MLK, including all the actual FBI notes, which are now available out there, and you can look at them yourself. Wow. And, I, and I did, and I read I read a whole bunch of them, and every aspect of this in, is interesting. the The Kennedy boys and Johnson spying on people. The extent to which communists were or were not involved with MLK. Some of these are old stories, but we've never had this level of uh, detail before because it was all in in FBI archives. Actually, it came out who knows when, but it's been. Uh, do you know our government does this? One of the many things to hate about a big government when they release important information, they just they don't tell anybody and they throw it into a whole bunch of other stuff with no way to like look it up. Ah, <clears throat> so they technically. <clears throat> They technically are um, following whatever statute says this information has to be released. But they're not actually giving people any access to it. Right, right. And in a mountain of agricultural figures from 1961 and the rest of it. Right. Yeah, wow. So David Garrow had to spend like a month going through all these, these notes and files, and there's no way that they're indexed or anything like that to get all these FBI files from back when they were tapping MLK's uh, phone. Everywhere he went, his phone was tapped. Every every hotel room, his own home, when he moved to the new home, every every everywhere, all the time. And everybody he talked to was tapped. And so they, now they've got all the conversations, and in nine years, the tapes are going to come out. Mm. The actual audio tapes. Of and in, his conversations? Of That's all his thing? conversations. Oh, those wow. will be released, because they were held for 50 years. And so... Um, we will all have to decide as a society, as we listen to MLK having sex with any of the 40 different women he was having an affair with. Go oh boy. 40. Ooh. I don't care. Unless you're an NBA player, you're not getting as much tail as MLK Jr. did. Playa. 40, including many married women, including one in which he's sitting in a room laughing as a preacher friend of his rapes a woman. You listen to the audio I of that. I heard about that one, yeah. You listen to the audio of that. Um, but just it's it, uh, the article in the Wall Street Journal was was so good. This is what sent me to the original piece and read the whole dang thing was how are we going to deal with our, uh, our heroes when we hear this sort of stuff? Because mm. all all heroes have flaws. Maybe not that flawed. Maybe not that flawed. Wow. You know, my great fear is that it's going to give more weight to the postmodern social justice warrior view of race relations in which we should all separate into our camps and hate each other. Um, as opposed to the MLK version of things, which, you know, you just you call it that for 
time-saving purposes, you know, the message he preached. Um, wow, yeah, that's dis- d- disturbing. Well, yeah, just, well, just, he, 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 so the FBI notes are incredible, so you can, you can listen to the conversations. He would get off the phone with some chick that he's saying, well, you meet me at the hotel tonight, I'm going to be in Los Angeles, and then talk to his wife, who's yelling at him, and you hear all these conversations, and then in a couple of years, we'll get, actually hear them, his wife yelling at him for never being at home and running around on him. And then he'll uh, then he'll get off the phone and you'll listen because the room is bugged as he has sex with some other woman who was in the bathroom while he was calling the girl he's going to meet tonight in L.A. and got yelled at by his wife. Wow. All that's all that audio will come out. That's a busy night. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And it was just night after night and orgies. They'd have like 12 women from the church fly with them when they would go to the big Democratic uh, DNC convention and have a, night after and night. have a big orgy. Right. And audio of that, audio of MLK in orgies oh. is going to come out night in, in a few years. How do you have time to have a dream, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but more on that later, because some of the details, the other end of it, away from the sex, and actually Hoover got so focused on the sex stuff, he overlooked a lot of the good communist stuff. And should the government be spying on us to that level, a lot of it fits in with the whole Trump thing. You come up with an excuse for somebody that's causing you problems, Trump, MLK, whatever. You come up with anybody in their orbit, Carter Page, one guy that was a friend of MLK's who was you know, kind of a communist. You come up with one person, you claim, okay, we got to follow him. Get yourself a phony dossier, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you, and then yeah. you, you get to listen into every part of their life to make sure you can keep them in a political box. Wow. That ain't cool. Wow. Some interesting parallels there. I'd say. Oh, boy. Uh, more on that later. And they have details in this of at, I'm, I'm not going to, I wouldn't, I would never read the details on the air, but I mean, it's, it's, pornographic it is Burr. full on penthouse forum porno if descriptions news, we read it on the air of what mlk is doing and then the hooker describing to the fbi agent exactly what he did Burr. after he leaves the room mm. <laughs> and then he blanked my blank and i blanked his blank and then he put this here and then i mean it's just mm. i'm familiar with all of those movies. <laughs> anyway let's introduce oh, everybody oh, in the what? squad to start off the show keeping in mind the time of day gentlemen let's look at the clock and tailor our comments accordingly there's our board operator michelangelo pressing buttons flipping toggles pulling levers how are you this morning Michael? i'll keep it g-rated and, and go to a different subject matter i i'm doing good uh, my heart's still racing though i left early for work but it turns out that they were paving the highway and i had no clue and um Anyway, so they put it down to one lane, and I thought, well, this will end very quickly. And then another mile went by, and another mile, and another mile. And pretty soon, I was on this highway just sitting there for about a half hour or so. Oh, boy. Having gone through a couple of those recently myself, I have to go a new route to work today. What percentage of people have any idea what they're doing? Right. There was nobody out there. What it costs... Who decided it? <laughs> is it going to make things any better, or is it just a job to make to throw money around? You know, it's funny. Judy and I were driving around the other day, and we ran into a major repaving project. And I kind of furrowed my brow, and as I did, she said, this road was perfectly fine. I said, I was just thinking the same thing. And we both said, what about other right. highway that we drive yeah. on? That you, you need a four-wheel drive, really. It's like you're in, you know, South America, going to a peak in Peru. It's so rough and rugged. There, and there should be a sign everywhere you go where there's road construction that says go to this website to see what this project is for, what it cost, who authorized it. I'd, right. li- I'd love to know that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I need to put like a siren on my car 
You know, you got to understand, people. I'm a board operator. <laughs> I've got to From be there. major national I, radio I've got program. To be yes. there. You know, I don't sell insurance. Officer, you know the Armstrong and Getty show. Of course I do. You need to let me through. Please go right through, sir. Oh yeah, you'd be ushered through. They'd probably give you yeah. a police escort. I was looking at the asphalt, and it looked good and dry too. So I thought, you know, I could probably drive on that and do, not do any damage. Exactly. I give you my permission to do yeah. that in the future. <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I am doing very well, and I will cede the rest of my time to my colleagues. Well, yeah. Look at you. Wow. Passing the ball around. That's a team player right there. Marshall Phillips does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Got a couple of celebrity birthdays I want to get into. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Country superstar and the voice coach, Blake Shelton. Who's got the hottest song in America right now, God's Country. Yeah, turns 43. His net worth at this point is $60 million. And he left his wife for the pop star... Gwen Stefani. Gwen Gwen. Stefani. Yeah. And it is also... Sir Paul McCartney's 77th birthday today. 77. Net worth $1.2 billion, world's richest rock star. He Mm. makes $55 million a year. That's a good coin. $1.2 billion. Yes. Wow. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, June 18th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. He's certainly the world's richest hippie, too. Paul McCartney. I would think, yeah. As he is, yeah. yeah. Can't buy me love, though, am I right? How much money would he have if he weren't a dope fiend, I wonder? Probably been much (laughs) more successful. (laughs) Or if he hadn't been worked by one-legged harlots. Oh, that's right. 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 One-legged harlots. Peggy, right? Wasn't that her name? No, No, it was not. uh, Unfortunate uh, attempted humor. (laughs) As was that, I think. (laughs) Perhaps as the adult in the room, we draw this to a close, gentlemen. All right, did you do your little thing yet? Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Ah, 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 no. Enjoy this moment and have fun with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. What, what, was, what was that? That was the Toronto Raptors championship parade. Once again, no Canadian ever won the NBA championship under Obama's reign. <laughs> Um, but uh, he's a bit of an awkward fella. He His first introductory press conference, he had kind of a nervous laugh, and he just kind of recreated and remixed his own laugh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Charming, now that you know the story. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, more U.S. troops heading to the Middle East as tensions with Iran expand. We've got Trump kicking off his 2020 campaign with a warning to illegals in the U.S. get out now and facebook is jumping into cryptocurrency okay coming up whatever that means how's mailbag look oh it's fine it's been better (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you more about how mlk put his blank on her blank and then she oh boy and and, and all as much detail as anybody ever want i i don't need any i don't i don't either uh we got lots of stuff on the way on the armstrong and getty show The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sending a thousand more troops to the Middle East to do what? I'm not exactly sure. Show we mean business, I guess. Exactly. 
Pretty disappointed in uh, your Trump-hating media last night as I turned on MSNBC. Still going big with impeachment and Trump and this and that. Your Trump story of the day. Not getting into the fact that we might be going to war with Iran. Not important enough to make it to the top of the fold on MSNBC. That's uh, Isn't that the channel that complains all the time about the march up to the Iraq war and everything like that? How about you pay attention to the march up to this war? If there is one, yeah. Yep. Instead of uh, Trump fired his pollster. That's a big story. Whatever. Yeah, no, it's dumb. Dumb. Mailbag. <laughs> Bonus uh, shower thought since we didn't finish them yesterday. Oh, first day freedom-loving quote of the day. <laughs> I almost went with a really stupid one from Madonna. But I, uh, I couldn't take it. I got George Washington or Rosa Parks. Which would you like? I'll let Jack decide. Were they friends? They were close friends. <laughs> Give me George Washington. Or do I sound sexist and racist? Yes, if I do that? both. But I always want to hear from George and Washington. Pro slavery. <laughs> I'll give them both to you. If the freedom of speech... set you up to fail. He was going to do yeah. both the whole time yeah. anyways. Yeah, set know. me up to fail. I'm, I'm a whimsical man. I just I let the breeze guide me. George Washington said, If the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. Hmm? Keep that in mind next time your, uh, your university student says, That's not free speech. That's hate speech. We need speech codes. I feel unsafe. I'm being triggered. It's just an excuse to silence you so you can be led like a sheep to the slaughter. Rosa Parks! I would like to be remembered as a person who wanted to be free so other people would also be free. There you go. Good for you, Rosa. Uh, Please, you can have my seat. I'm a gentleman. Launching a movement that was then led by Martin Luther King Jr., who was whoring around like nobody's ever whored around. Oh, boy. I like this uh, shower thought left over from yesterday. There's probably at least one white guy adopted and raised in China who speaks English with a Chinese accent, and strangers just assume he's a total a-hole. Wow. He's trying to be funny. That's an odd thought. Um, And finally, there's too much plastic in the water because we keep putting water in plastic. Think about it. Is that it? That's uh, part of it. Hmm. Uh, here's your federal crime of the day. There's so many federal crimes, nobody even knows how to count them. Uh, from Ben the Libertarian. Uh, 49 U.S. Code, paragraph 21311A slash 4 and 49 CFR, et cetera, et cetera, makes it a federal crime for a railroad to report that an employee was hurt while voluntarily participating in an exercise class. That's a law? Wow. It's a federal law. How did that get passed? You violate that, you're going to jail, son. That had to be passed for one individual situation, didn't it? I cannot even imagine what that's about. Oh, uh, let's see. That should horrify you. You know, it's funny. Mailbag kind of came together in the last couple of minutes, and it's quite good, but we don't have any time. <laughs> well, we got, we got, actually, we have three and a half hours. Depends oh, on how you look at no. it. Dave writes, well, we don't even have time for Dave, do we? Ten seconds. Glass half full, glass half empty. I think he got three and a half hours. <laughs> uh, Marshall's News next, sending troops to the Middle East. Huh? What? Armstrong and Getty. I made 
reference to this, and longtime Armstrong and Getty fans knew what I was talking about, but this is uh, my favorite Tanya Harding clip from many years ago. You can look at it half cup full, half cup empty. You can look at it half cup full, half cup empty. Right. Just Depends what kind of person you are. Still find that amusing. Your attitude determines your altitude, Jack. Half <laughs> cup full, half cup empty. Half cup full, half cup empty. <laughs> That's something they teach you in flight school. Right? <laughs> Philosopher Tanya Harding. And by the way, I just got to clear this up because we got uh, several texts about this. People very angry that I suggested that Blake Shelton left his wife for... Yes, how dare you? For, uh, what's Gwen, her name? Gwen, Gwen Stefani, Stefani, right? His wife cheated on him first. Oh, no! That's how he ended up with Gwen oh. Stefani, according to many oh, no. texters, standing up for Blake Sheldon. Oh, on his, man. On his birthday. Those yeah. two crazy kids. Material success couldn't buy them love. There you go. Um, Marshall Phillips with our news. Well, the U.S. is sending another thousand troops to the Mideast as its differences with Iran intensify. The deployment of security forces and troops for additional surveillance and intelligence gathering comes after Tehran announced it will not comply any longer with the international nuclear deal that keeps it from making nuclear weapons. I don't mind surveillance and intelligence gathering. Sounds solid. There are hijinks going on there in the Strait of Hormuz. Right. Let's get a handle on it. Meanwhile, the Pentagon is releasing new images. They say prove Iran attacked two tankers in the Gulf of Oman. The color photos show what the U.S. claims are an Iranian ship and the Revolutionary Guard soldiers removing an unexploded mine from a Japanese-owned oil tanker last week. The U.S. Central Command said in a statement that the ability of Iranian forces to quickly remove the mine proves that they were behind it. In any sane world, shouldn't this be the lead story over the minor Trump story of the day? Sure. In any sane world. Our media comes out of a tiny, tiny little sub-subset of American society, beltway politicians. And they're just completely immersed in it. They're in love with being part of it. They feel powerful and important, so they fixate on it. The re- and and you know and we'll talk to George yeah. Will about this later on in the day. You've got not only the well, you've got this uh, fascination, this fixation on the federal government to solve all our problems, and then the federal government's too complex for most people, so they fixate on the president. So the, our whole world is one guy, which this country was designed to be the opposite of. Wake up, people! The release. <laughs> the release. <laughs> The release is part of an ongoing effort by the Trump administration to declassify U.S. intelligence gathered on Thursday when the two tankers were attacked. So what they're doing is gradually releasing more and more of the intel to show the world, look, this is our proof. This I feel is like why I we're... should state this every time yep. so you don't get any idea this is just a right-wing Trump neocon, whatever that word sort of thing is. Adam Schiff, House Democrat, yep. couldn't hate Trump more. Says he's see, he's seen all the intelligence. Obviously, he's the chair of the committee. He said it without a doubt. Iran was behind this. Yep. Crowds lining Adam up. Adam Schiff show. Crowds lining up ahead of tonight's rally in Orlando for the formal launch of President Trump's 2020 campaign. As the president was tweeting last night, that millions of people who are living in the country illegally will be deported starting next week. See, so. He, well, what, what 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 was that? But so he's he's announcing he's, his re-election campaign yes. kicks off, whatever right. that means. 
And he's tweeting regularly about polls and like there's a story about a poll somewhere and then he reacts to the polls. Right. Is he going to react to every poll 504 days out from the presidential election? (laughs) Doesn't he have anybody around him that can say these don't mean anything? Or is he worried that people taking this stuff in on the the media will think they mean something? Is that his counter every negative news story? it, It is stupid that the media reports these polls with such urgency. Right. Right. And then sometimes even, as has happened now twice that I can think of on Brett Baer's fabulous special report, they explain why the poll is stupid and doesn't matter, and then they discuss it for five minutes. Anyway, Trump tweeting that uh, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement would, quote, begin the process of removing the millions of illegal aliens who have illicitly found their way into the United States next week, adding... They'll be removed as fast as they come in. In other news, we've got Facebook launching a new digital currency to make a commerce accessible to more people, or e-commerce rather, accessible to more people around the world. Wow, so Facebook becoming a quasi-government with its own currency. I don't find that disturbing at all. Yep, they could name the operation Libra. The cryptocurrency teaming up with more than two dozen partners, including Uber, PayPal, Visa, and Spotify. The digital currency is going to be backed by actual existing currencies from around the world, like the dollar, the euro, and the yen. My understanding is, and and I could be wrong on this, I'm not a currency expert, but it, it seems to me it's more like buying credits that you can use in a store. And you buy it with, yep. with regular currency, it's... it's it's not a floating currency itself. It's right. just credits on a platform. Is that, is that more or less your understanding of it, Positive Sean? Yeah. Cryptocurrency it, yeah. and web expert? You know, I, 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 on the, I believe I'm the only person on the show who actually owns some cryptocurrencies. All right. Just um, get to it. <laughs> uh, for the most part, yes. But there are some possible, there are fluctuations of this. Because they are backed by so many other companies, they are saying that their crypto coin is going to be less volatile than the swings of right. a Bitcoin, for example. Um, I do think this is going to have a much bigger impact uh, globally than it will domestically just because mm-hmm. most of the figures of the quote-unquote unbanked that this is looking to help aren't necessarily inside the United States. There right. certainly are some, but a majority of them are outside. The unbanked. So you can go to the grocery store in your village. Evidently, there's a grocery store there. You buy the uh, the Libras, and then you go home to your laptop that's hooked up to the internet, I guess, and, and use that currency on the Facebook. or What outside vendors will accept this is still up in the air, but the, the fact that it's backed right. by people like Visa, MasterCard, right. PayPal, who already have some existing relationships with, with outside. So there's a, a belief that there's going to be less of a barrier to entry with your typical cryptocurrency for this. Mm. Um, and also, uh, one example I heard that makes a lot of sense is uh, countries that have wildly... Um, varying currencies in themselves. Think of the way the Venezuelan sure. currencies, and then right. people are wheelbarrowing enough money to buy a banana. Right. Um, so th- this <laughs> yeah. offers people in those those communities right. uh, a possible more stable currency. This, to this keep banana their money. has bruises all over it. I pushed a wheelbarrow full of money over here for this banana, and it's got bruises all over it. Uh, I hope OJ tweets about this. <laughs> Facebook's long-rumored currency will launch to the public early next year, and it is likely to spark even more privacy concerns with people who are wary about giving Facebook even more information about themselves. I don't have any specific reason to be concerned, but the idea of Facebook now having its own money 
system just seems terrible. Well, and offering the people of the third world a more stable currency than your government can provide, that is an odd development. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. They are, of course, saying that, oh, no, this is not another data grab, and the things that you do in your in your Facebook wallet will not be shared without your consent. Hilarious. Yeah. That's a funny joke. Yeah, I, I have no reason yeah. to believe that. That you is know, a funny joke. I have this weird thought going through my head. Someday I'm going to be at home at night with my dog Baxter, and Mark Zuckerberg is just going to materialize through my walls. And he's going to say, Joe, you know what the funny thing is? Joe? Uh, uh, Joe? Joe? I'll have my team get back to you. He's going to say, Joe, the funny thing is, I actually am the Antichrist. And I've heard you say it so many times, but nobody takes you seriously. Now, I'm off to subjugate the world. Bye. And he'll dematerialize out the walls. And I'll think, damn, I was right. <laughs> I'll be darned. I was right. You have more, you, you were bragging you had more mailbag. Yeah, we got all sorts of good stuff. Well, we'll sprinkle it in throughout the day. Defense for the Florida man who is stealing pool floats to have <clears throat> relations with them uh, from the listening audience. Sort of. Uh, I know we've got a West Coast bum update. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. To get to George Will on the show, we're yep. going to talk to uh, White House correspondent Deborah Saunders later in the program, and uh, old Huckabee quit, so I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I love Deb's the Deborah's theme. Uh, it's, uh, psst. Hey, the media hates the media, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't doubt it. All that on the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Later this year, Domino's is going to start testing self-driving delivery cars. Self-driving delivery cars. If your pizza doesn't crash into your house in less than 30 minutes, it's free. All right. We, we, you know, boy, that uh, tempers my enthusiasm to say this. I was going to say for the first time in a very long time that we might have to do a late night joke off. Mm-hmm in which a story is so big that all the late-night hosts take a swing at the, the the same topic, and we grade them. The reason it's been, we, we've canceled it, is because the last 20 times in a row we've done it, none of the jokes have been funny, and by none, I mean none. Mm. None of them have been amusing. We didn't laugh. What's interesting so, about Humor Jack is that when it goes wrong, it's not a neutral. It's not just the lack of the pleasure of laughing. It actually saps your will to live. Why, that's Bad interesting. Jokes that's very make true. you unhappy. That's very true, and I wonder why that is. Because if somebody said to me, boy, it's pretty hot outside, it has no effect on me. Right. But if they attempt to make a joke about it being hot outside, right. and it's a bad joke. I want hurt. to fight you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. right. I want to fight you. Or just lay down and die. But we do uh. have this for later in the program. At least three of the hosts took took a swing at oj being on twitter as the oh subject oh boy that's oh, pretty good oh boy that's hard to stay away from yeah 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 <laughs> so maybe that later hey uh, the new york times has done more of these articles than uh, uh, these kinds of articles than any publication i've seen which i think is kind of interesting the whoa 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 let's slow down on the whole uh marijuana legalization no problems with marijuana thing hmm, okay is a pop culture phenomenon right i've seen more of that stuff in the new york times than anywhere else and they've got an opinion piece. that is notable their current most popular article that people are reading and forwarding around is from a couple of doctors saying what we've brought up on the show many times. 
uh, about how the minimum age should be 25 or older and how it affects young people's brains that are still developing. And there's plenty of science to back that up and yeah. a lot of different things. Scary. So, you know, I'm not getting between heavy marijuana use and psychosis in young people is uh, it's troubling. And I am not anti pot per se, but I'm just I'm a realist. Well, let's let's, let's, let's not, now let's not try not to box ourselves into any sort of. If you think a 19-year-old smoking pot is a bad idea, then immediately you're anti-pot. That's right. a stupid way to look at the world. That's and anybody the way does, most people look at it. Anybody who looks at the world that way, feel free to put in a compact disc and listen to music. Feel free to go on the internet and complain. Tweet angrily. Throw on your favorite 45. Now, I have known a couple of lifelong losers who started smoking pot earlier in their life. Maybe they would have been losers either way. Mm. Who knows? You'd have to run some sort of... Uh, what do you call that uh, different universe where you got the parallel same universe? You'd have to run yeah. some sort of parallel universe experiment where they didn't smoke pot from a young age and see if they ended up any better. Maybe they would or maybe they wouldn't. Well, it's kind of a chicken and egg discussion, Jack, or seed and bud, if you prefer. Mm. <laughs> but see anyway. what I did there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, take a look at it. Take a look at that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think we should. We should talk to people, too. I'd, you know, I'd like. Uh, you know, if there are terrible dangers out there for your brain, uh, I would like people to know about it. Your, your brain does not heal very well. Um, the human brain's an incredible thing, but it does a couple of things fairly poorly. Well, they're talking about lifelong problems with attention span and impulse control and a variety of things that right. you can affect for the rest of your life. Or just becoming completely unhinged. I'll tell you, there there are many, many an older uh, a drug enthusiast or dabbler or experimenter can tell you that you can mess with your brain a certain amount and be pretty okay, but it's tough to know when that line has been crossed. And everybody who I know of any age who who lived at all a wild lifestyle knows drug casualties. People whose brains went sideways on them. Absolutely. And uh, I hate to think that we're we're giving the thumbs up to an entire generation of people who are using incredibly strong pot at a young age when, according to now all neuroscientists, their brains are still forming. Ain't cool. Moving along. A little uh, surprising uh, defense here of uh, Andy, uh, by Andy in Sacramento, of the Florida man who was stealing pool floats. By the dozens. He was found to have 75 in his possession. He was sexing them up, which is, I mean, I have a number of questions. But the cops said, why are you doing this? And he said, because oh, otherwise I'd rape women. And um, Andy said, um, it has to be the same jacked up compulsion that made Cosby need non-consexual sex. If it's consensual, they can't gratify that urge. Man, if stealing pool inflatables keeps this guy from raping, I'll buy some and leave them in my yard for him to steal. Kudos to him for recognizing he's crazy and finding a way to satisfy the compulsion with minimal harm to others. Theft isn't right, but given the choices this dude made, he made the right call. If he's not just a crazy person, which he may be. You hate to get out there looking forward to a splash around with your kids. And uh, where's the unicorn floaty? <laughs> Honey, where's the unicorn? What unicorn? The one in the pool. I don't know. Maybe the wind blew. Meanwhile, this guy's at home having his way with your unicorn. I mean, that's just disturbing. Huh? Let's see. Eh, we need a little audio for this one. Hey, Michael, uh, do we have the um, 
the uh, Kim Kardashian discussing how they are naming their kids clip. Got this note from Lori. Sitting here watching uh, Trump's presser celebrating his second chance initiative. Um, I know you're off. But did you catch Kim Kardashian taking up five minutes of the press conference? Weird times, man. While she was speaking about prison reform, I just kept hearing her nasally voice talking about naming their kids. I think it would be really cute because, you know, Kanye and I both are K's. So just for us and our family, not even the Kardashian thing, even if my mom never did that and it was just Kanye and I, I would still think it would be cute if him and I went with the K name. Okay. But All right. Seriously, half of the please names make on our it list. stop. Please. I, that has an effect on me like a, a mosquito in my ear. She sounds just like AOC, too. We got to play them back to back. It's like it's the same person. Do you have any AOC laying around? I just saw the most horrifying thing. A yes or a no or what? Is that a rhetorical question? Like, I wonder what happens when you die. <laughs> no, that was the specific I have to look. yes, no question of the people who work on the show. Do we have any AOC laying around? I don't know is a good answer to. I am told this is a garbage disposal. Pretty similar. I've Pre- never seen a garbage disposal. <laughs> Me and I've Kanye? Never had one in Even any if place my mom had done that. Yeah, same it person. Is- same person. There you go. We blew the lid off the scandal. <laughs> Thanks, Phyllis. I was, just, I was just looking up at the TV, and I saw that it is National Splurge Day. And it said, be good to yourself. No, I thought, that's, that's not. That's what we need in this. Uh, that's what we need in our culture. <laughs> a day of indulgence. And, and, uh, yeah, a day of self-indulgence where we just go ahead and buy more or eat more than we, right. we, did, than we should. <laughs> I just, tell you what, I walk down the street, I look at the average American, you know what I think? Too disciplined. Exactly. Yeah. A bunch of Amish people. Too self-effacing. Too drone-like in their lack of pleasures. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, where was I the other day? Can't even remember. I was watching humanity go by and thinking about tourists who come to this country and what they must think. Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> we, we are a big, self-indulgent people. We really are. Big as in? Well, in a lot of ways, Jack. <laughs> Big-hearted. National Bad. Indulge Day. That might have been okay in nineteen thirty. Splurge Day. That might have been okay. I had that in my mind because I was going to tell the story of somebody I knew who, who 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 epitomized the lifestyle who had in their kitchen in big letters indulge. Oh, and I thought, wow, what a thing to like make your statement about. <laughs> How many people do you know who really need to be urged to? Nobody. Nobody. Not a single. My parents, I, I, my mom would definitely be some. Yeah, I know. Do something, buy something, go somewhere. A couple uh, of people, like ultra marathoner types that are just so annoyingly disciplined. My mom and dad are very, very disciplined yeah. financially and everything else. And, but and, and they probably should, uh, should have, you know, let it go. Have a little fun. Right. Right. But as a percentage, practically nobody <sighs> on earth. Do we need a national day of it? <laughs> no. No, we do not. Besides, it's like National Donut Day. It isn't anything. It doesn't mean anything. If you're going to have a donut, go ahead. If you weren't, don't. I think National Donut Day makes Joe very angry. It's an idiotic (laughs) idea. Armstrong and Getty.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.